The Rebellious Teen, my weekly market review, February 5th, 2023. The Federal Open Market Committee surprised absolutely no one by raising interest rates on Wednesday by a quarter of a percent to the target range of four and a half to four and three quarters percent. Fed Chair Jerome Powell dropped a few hawkish sound bites at his post-announcement press conference, all designed to be played out of context on CNBC, saying that monetary policy does not yet look sufficiently restrictive and that ongoing increases in the target range will be appropriate. But he also said, we can now say, I think for the first time, that the disinflationary process has started. The overall picture he was desperately trying to paint was that of a Fed that's not done yet, but may possibly be at the beginning of the end of its tightening cycle. Financial markets reacted by effectively calling the Fed's bluff, viewing Powell's performance as rather wishy-washy, where he seemed keen not to rule anything out and appeared to be almost defensively over-explaining his position, as well as telling us what he thinks that things will look like in December, while at the same time claiming to have no idea what things will look like in March. The market, which is convinced that we are much closer to the end of the rate hiking era than the Fed wants to let on, and that interest rate cuts lie in the not-too-distant future, scoffed at the chairman. We believe you now even less than we did before, the market said, and is starting to act like an emboldened, rebellious teenager, no longer listening to what its parents are saying and going off to do its own thing, which in this case was to buy the crap out of everything, especially tech and communication stocks, which soared. It was a similar story overseas. The European Central Bank ECB lifted its key rate by half a percentage point to 2.5% in line with expectations. It said that it plans to raise rates by the same amount in March, but thereafter committed only to evaluate the subsequent path of its monetary policy, a big walk back on its previous combative stance. The Bank of England also raised interest rates by half a percent to 4%, but indicated that it will slow the pace of hikes to a quarter of a percent, or maybe even pause, at its next meeting in March. The benchmark two-year Treasury interest rates fell hard, as did the futures market expectation of where rates will be at the end of the year, becoming even further disconnected from the much higher level that the Fed insists they will be at. The US dollar responded by extending its recent decline, generally viewed as a good thing for US businesses. Part of the reason the stock market gets so excited about the fact we may be entering the zone of an end to rate hikes is that history tells us that this period has typically rewarded patient investors in the past. Returns for the S&P 500 index in the year following the end of rate hike cycle since 1980 have averaged 16%. And if you zoom out to the two years following an end to the cycle, that return jumps to nearly 36%. The problem is that there is another scenario for investors where the market's current assumption that the era of rate hikes is essentially done turns out to be incorrect as inflation rears its ugly head again in the not-too-distant future causing the Fed to have to revisit its role as party pooper by going back to raising interest rates again, financially assaulting those investors sucked in by the current euphoria 
with a destructive stock market decline that will inevitably follow that decision. The day after the Fed announcement was marked by a big triple earnings miss. Apple, Amazon, and Alphabet Google all disappointed in their Q4 2022 reports and forward guidance. All three of these stocks, however, were higher at the end of the week than they were at the beginning. While the Fed shenanigans were doubtless the biggest event of the week, the jobs report on Friday was definitely the most stunning. Consensus expectations going in were for 190,000 increase in jobs in January and the unemployment rate ticking up to 3.6%. The number came in way more than double that with an extraordinary 517,000 new jobs created and an unemployment rate that fell to 3.4%. The lowest since Neil Diamond first sung about a sweet girl named Caroline in 1969. The final numbers for calendar year 2022 are in and the US economy added 4.5 million jobs in 12 months. Recession? Uh, I don't think so. There were few signs of expanding wage inflation in the most recent report, however, which is the part that the Fed focuses most closely on. Average hourly earnings crept only slightly higher and importantly, no more than expected. Nonetheless, the headline numbers of the report badly shook investors who were expecting further signs of a slowing economy and instead saw broad growth, particularly across leisure and hospitality, healthcare and professional services. Market interest rates exploded back upwards after the release of the data on the belief that maybe the Fed won't be done raising rates quite as quickly as everybody was thinking just 24 hours earlier, and stocks sank in response. It was not enough, however, to ruin what was still a winning five days for markets, with the S&P 500 up a little under 2% for the week, and the Nasdaq 100 increased by over 3%. 